picture this. Is there a drop? Because that's the drop of life. Universal energy packs. <laughs> good day and good evening. Wherever you may be, I'm Safaria. And welcome to State of the Universe. Where no topic is too great or too small. Let's begin the show. Welcome, everyone. So today I'm going to discuss the writings of Manly Palmer Hall or Manly P. Hall. I'm going to focus on his healing book because it's incredibly relevant to our current situation weird in 2020, but just relevant in general to people's health and, you know, uh, relevant in the sense that it, it does cross over with the way that technology really seems to add a lot more stress in our lives. Um, possibly sometimes it's a little bit less convenient than is initially sold. And so I'm going to talk about, especially his book today, Healing the Divine Art. So if you're not familiar with his works, um, you can just go and look him up. There's hundreds of hours of his lectures free online. You know, if you don't want to read, he's not promoting an agenda. He's a lecturer and a philosopher and astounding source of knowledge. I mean, I suggest to begin with um, his astrotheology lectures. So there he does explain world religions Again, hours and hours of it. Um, if you want to read a book, The Secret Teaching of All Ages, um, you know, beyond the book that I'm kind of going to talk about today, Healing the Divine Art, we definitely recommend to start there. You can borrow some of his books on the Internet Archive, which it's a great online resource. Like I, I used to look at many books and borrow many books on that archive, but... Like everything, it seems to be heavily censored at the moment. Like, you could access so much amazing information. Now these books have a limit of one hour borrowing time. I don't know about you, but who can read an entire book full of rich information in one hour? Uh, the other thing I noticed is it seems to be stamped now. Scanned and stamped by... Yours truly, Google. So this scanning technology seems to have monopolized the online digital resource land. More and more books seem to be going through this scanning process. We're placing trust in one company to scan and authorize this information. The same company that's sweeping through the internet with a giant censorship broom. Seems a little contradictory there, guys. And remember their original mission statement. Don't be evil. I mean, they've changed it now, but I always found that super creepy. I mean, what did that even mean? Are they talking to us? Don't you be evil? What? Add a D in front of evil? What do you have? Also, whenever I see the word evil, I can't unsee that it's live, spelled backwards. Remember spell casting that I talk about a lot. 
I can't help when I talk about big tech, big tech to um, also mention, you know, Mr. Zook. So remember the time he was addressing college students, I think it was, and he accidentally blurted out, you can still find these, his, the visual footage of him actually saying this, and I, I looked up this footage today and I copied the quote. So this is what he, directly what he said. He said, I'm not sure what they were talking about. Obviously, they were talking about maybe stress or, or something bothering you. He goes on to say, but it is going to bother you because you're human. And I was human once. And then he kind of pauses and he quickly adds, oh, I am human still. That it pans to the audience, like kind of laughing, thinking, what the? He goes, oh, I was just referring to myself in the past. Not that I was not human. Yeah, he, he literally says it exactly like that. Huh? I mean, we all have fails at, at speaking engagements, but I don't... I've never forgotten whether I'm human or not. I don't know about you. Anyway. Let's go back to Hall's book, Healing the Divine Art. So I've just got some quotes from this book that I feel are really important. I've kind of isolated the most uh, poignant things that he has to say. By all means, please check it out for yourself. But I'm just going to cut straight to a few bits and pieces that I think are so relevant to the current situation weird, as well as the way that our lives are going at the moment with technology. So I've tied it into the relevance of, you know, current state of play. So, Hall says, It is not difficult to understand that the conscious or subconscious tension due to constant fear is detrimental to health and life. The result is the great American disease. Well, I would say global disease now. Nerves. Nerves manifest disturbance to one's structure and function in a wide variety of ways. There's fear of poverty, fear of old age, fear of war, fear of financial failure, fear of sickness and fear of death. All these fears are closely related to the financial state. I mean, do you notice that um, currently in our situation weird, as I like to call it, situation weird 2020, so much of the marketing messaging is fear driven. And I've spoken about this before. It is all fear, 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 right? Now, Manly B. Hall's a philosopher. He's not, you know, a medical professional, but he really looks at things in a holistic sense, and he did so much research. I mean, this guy is... You cannot doubt his level of knowledge and research. And me, this resonates with me, okay? It makes sense. It's There's so much of what he has to say is very logical. And when you hear him lecturing, you just think, what an amazing guy. I mean, he lived till 90-something. So, you know, that, that emotion, confusing messaging that the mainstream is currently shoving on us at the moment, that it's all skewed to a negative narrative. I mean, do you notice that? So if you listen to Manly P. Hall's lectures on astrotheology, which I think is 
what I'm most fascinated with at the moment, he states that we humans are heavily reliant on mechanic substitutions. This is really important because he's saying that word substitutions, right? So it's like using machines in place of innate divine intuition. Now, I think I mentioned before, it's like how you drive the car and it has the GPS, it has you know, cameras that beep at you. you. You don't even need to do any thinking. There's no intuition involved in even, you know, driving a vehicle anymore. Ancient man led a much simpler life, closer to nature, with more time to expand creativity and grow knowledge. Because when you have more time, you have more time to study. I mean, who has all the time in the world to study at the moment? So, in healing divine art, Hall states, it is impossible for the mental life of man to unfold naturally and normally toward a state of enlightenment unless the physical environment be simplified in every possible way. Creative thought must come from an environment which does not interfere with the sensitive impulses which flow from the mind through the ethers and into the brain. Confusion, stress, tension, interruption, noise, the constant vibratory agitation present in the surroundings, all these factors make it practically impossible for one to think in a matter solutional to their personal problems you know I've got a neighbor at the moment and they're renovating I can definitely empathize with vibratory agitation of listening to their chainsaw for hours on end I mean you can't think it's true and, and then you realize how just we're inundated with all these mechanical sounds. You walk out, you know, if you, for those who work in the city, you commute to the city, it's bus after bus after car, engines. There's always um, the sound of drilling, of new buildings being constructed and people talking. There's an insane amount of noise. Now, when it comes to the technology and, and for us in, in the home, so if you think about all the technology that's supposed to be making menial tasks faster, so we supposedly have all this extra time for leisure activities. It seems like a roller coaster because the more of these convenience items you could buy, the less finances you'd have. Your mind's not going to be relaxed because you're always going to be made to feel as though you don't have enough. And you're not up to date with these the latest gizmo that can tie your shoes and pluck your nose hairs simultaneously so you can get to work faster in the mornings. All to make your life easier. Of course. And Hall continues to state, only when a man lives intelligently, simply, efficiently, and with the gentleness of spirit, can he be mentally wise, emotionally happy, or physically healthy? To the degree that he compromises truth, to that degree he will be sick. 
He's saying, you know, philosophy, therefore, is preventative medicine. And that, I also take that to mean like asking questions is healthy. It's your mind health to have that self-exploration. That's a take on that. You know, he goes on to say the beginning of health is the discovery of of gods. Probably, let's take that beyond, you know, exploring your eternal being, the concept of your eternal being, the, you know, the, the wisdom, strength and beauty that you have beyond the physical things. Let's look at it in that sense. Maybe just you don't need to have those new shiny red pair of shoes. Maybe think about all the non-material things. And then he goes on to say, you know, once you realize that the purpose of life is growth and not just physical growth, but mentally, emotional, spiritual growth, this is also going to be enriching you. And then he says the third consideration is cooperation, friendship, constructive emotions which bring man into a closer concord. So it's that connectivity of not only within all the, um, he would say, the faculties of self, but also with your fellow, your fellow human. And then the last consideration is that of leisure. Haste and stress must be eliminated from the technique of living. I like how he calls living a technique because it's so true. It is. I mean, it's a, it's a skill. Living rather than just going through the motions, you know. And these lectures, um, obviously, he and he's book writings that talk about the machine and all the um, all the distractions I mean this was a very long time ago he was born in the early 1900s so imagine what he'd be saying today imagine like just think we are so lazy we want to command a machine to play a song rather than just Stretch out your arm and click a button. Be before that, it was physically placing a small disc in a machine to press play. You know, skip a few before that, and you know, we we there were gramophones. I remember we used to actually have a gramophone when I was growing up, and you'd have to wind it up. The records were seriously heavy the needle was thick it actually required skill to operate it you needed to be using the balance of the mind to operate this and sure that was a machine but I'm trying to illustrate a point here convenience is definitely handy and we have sold convenience so we have of this more elusive time apparently to do more but how much time do you honestly how much more time do you honestly have how much more lazy, and be honest, how much more lazy do you get? I mean, do you really need your fridge to be telling you the weather? Do you really need it to talk to you? I mean, what's wrong with just having a fridge? Remember, a fridge used to just be a fridge. You bought it. It was a lifetime purchase. If it broke, you'd get it fixed. 
It didn't need software rebooting. It didn't need to engage beyond just chilling your food at the ideal temperature. That's it. So if you consider the vehicles that we have today, which are essentially computers on wheels, they're complex computer systems that can't be repaired with some clever know-how, a box of tools and some elbow grease, like the old engines could be. Nowadays, if you damage the computer box, you have to replace the entire vehicle. A wrench and some screws won't fix much in your car anymore. And if you're an able body with fully functioning limbs, why do you need a button to open the window instead of just turning a handle? Sure, it's more convenient, but when the energy grid shuts down, you can't open your doors or windows. The more technically advanced these devices become, the less man is required, mentally and physically. Cars can navigate and drive themselves now anyway. Why bother even getting in the things? Sure, I don't want to be washing my clothes at the local river by hand every week. There are many conveniences with machines. However, I also want to be able to open my own car window without the engine running. Many of these conveniences ultimately aren't convenient. And I'm going to ask the question, how many of them are actually selling you convenience when they're surveillance systems? Think about why they need this data. If they're collecting data, you know, your future fridge might be selling itself as, oh, it can tell you the calories of the food once you put it in, scan it. It'll be able to scan everything in your fridge and, and know the use-by date of something. It might be able to tell you when, you when you can throw something out. And sure, those things are handy, but I mean, come on, how lazy do you have to freaking be? Seriously. Remember, information comes in. If it's scanning something, the information will also be able to go the other way. It works both ways and the technology can be hacked and influenced, okay? These computer systems store everything permanently. They're permanent records. And what, is your fridge going to come back and say, oh, no, you can't store this in here because um, I think that's too many calories for you, matey. You know, you can have... The fat police come knock at your door and, um, you know, take some groceries out of your hand because apparently, you know, you're eating too much of this and that. Like, honestly. <laughs> <sighs> but on a serious note, many of these conveniences ultimately aren't convenient and frankly, I'd prefer to be physically watching a live band or physically meeting a friend for coffee. The best things in life really shouldn't cost the earth, and nor should they need an energy socket or regular software updates. Now I'll finish today with what I think is a very powerful statement by Hall on sickness. Sickness in ancient times was due largely to ignorance of the physical laws governing health. In the modern world, 
Sickness is more often the result of ignorance of the laws governing the spiritual, mental and emotional forces operating in people's lives. In our effort to conquer externals, we have failed to meet the challenge of the internal existence. The secret of healing is to cause health by removing those artificial obstacles which impede the natural flow of life. Thank you for listening. You'll notice that, uh, just a quick update, I have added in a predictions or an intuitive um, section. I'm going to do one intuitive reading per week. Uh, this is actually on my Patreon page. So every week now there's going to be three posts, uh, two accessible, you know, on, on whatever platform you're watching this on, and then an additional intuitive maybe prediction on some things that I'm, I'm noticing. So just that quick update. I hope you guys have a fabulous day. Stay strong. Remember... You own you, nobody else.